This podcast is brought to you by Infinite Resources, a local staffing agency connecting diverse job candidates and central Iowa companies. Amplified. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Avenue Martinez podcast. It is the end of 2023, and I'm sitting here with Chris Noth, our business development manager for Infinite Resources. And we're going to talk about different topics, um, all related to business. So if you're a business owner, small business owner, or thinking about starting a business, we might be able to help you with some basic tips. Uh, so hopefully you stick around, listen to it. We're going to get into some topics. And if you have any questions or any feedback, um, shoot it our way. Uh, you know, go to AmplifyDSM.com. Um, if you want to start a podcast, shoot it our way. Uh, if you want to start your business and want a consultation or, you know, just connect with us and we'll be more than glad to make time for you. So if you're a business owner or if you know somebody that's uh, uh, an entrepreneur or has the entrepreneur spirit, share this with them. Hopefully there's some nuggets of Wisdom. Wisdom amplified. So, Amner, there's a certain inflection point that I wanted to make sure we covered. Um, you know how a lot of times a movie ends with with the, with some action that it it's it's like one of those key moments. It's just like a great way to end the story. And I think the great way to end the story we've been telling today is um, something happened after you got your little skeleton crew team uh-huh. together. Um, one day the phone rang and what was that call? Okay. So that was an old friend from my first employer back in 2003. Uh, so 16 years right, prior right, right. <clears throat> that she knew that I kind of stuck, stuck around like the staffing world, you know, cause usually somebody in staffing eventually goes into like a corporate world and becomes HR manager. You know, that's the natural kind of evolution mm. for somebody that works in staffing. So she knew that I stuck in uh, the, that, I, that I stayed in the staffing world. And since she reached out to me and said, Hey, do you know of any, any staffing agencies that, uh, uh, work in the, you know, constant like, uh, production, food production. And I was like, I'm doing that. Uh, yes. And great. And and so she's like, all right, well, I'm going to introduce you to my husband. Then he's a plant manager for a big production company. And they need a lot of people. You know, they're going to need over 100 people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a huge change. So, you know, this is where we discussed that, right? Like where obviously we we did the right things to put ourselves in a situation like that. But that call, like what did I do to get that call, right? Like that's the another ingredient that, that I was arguing yesterday that I was like, there's something that some things have to also happen that are not necessarily based on your uh work ethic or you know your hard work your creativity even your talent or everything i mean yes if we were not ready even that call could have came and nothing would have happened mm-hmm. because we we're not ready but we were ready and 
Thou Kao King. Is it Sal Bay going like this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the analogy that we needed to understand <laughs> this situation. Thank you. So uh, this was 2020. This is, uh, yes, yeah. Like 2020. Early 2020. And you, at that time, were managing how many workers? So internally, it was me and two two part-time recruiters, two part-time people, or one full-time and one part-time. And how many workers in the field? We probably had maybe 10, maybe eight. Okay, so I you mean, had our, yeah. eight workers out there actively working, and a call comes in and says, find me 100 workers. Right. Did you first think of yourself, or did you was your first instinct to say like, "Oh, I know some pe- I know some staffing agencies you should talk to"? <laughs> yeah, no, I was ready, uh, which I did that prior. It didn't scare you going from eight to a no, hundred. No, no, I felt. See, this is the crazy thing. Like that's another ingredient. You gotta be a little crazy. You gotta you, your <laughs> ideas sound normal to you, but to other people sound crazy. Well, if you can make eight pizzas, you can make a hundred pizzas, right? Right, right. If right, you right. have the equipment, if you have but, the process, if you have the people. But how crazy was I to ask my boss sell me half of your business? But to me, it sounded normal. Right, normal enough for me to <laughs> like let <laughs> it come it out, out of my mouth yeah. and like tell him. Well, that one we could put aside, but like that call. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And so she called not even knowing that you had your own business. Right. Because it was so young at that time. Right. And you said, let me tell you what, I don't need to shop that around because I can help you do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I got you. And uh, that's kind of how it started. She introduced me and started meeting, went to visit them and find out what they're looking for. And then I knew, I, I mean, I wasn't intimidated by it. I knew I could do it, but I didn't know how I was going to do it. It just, I knew it was going to deliver. Okay. And obviously I did a good job enough to convince them that I could do it because they, you know, signed the contract and and helped me, you know, and, and became a client. You put on the all black suit. No, this time I, uh, I don't even remember what I was wearing because I was, I was, I was confident. Did you feel like, like that you had to present the business as very established and that everything was figured out just to kind of <coughs> make yeah <laughs> yeah you have to um you know make it you know fake it until you make it mm. yeah you, you don't tell them what's behind the curtain right you just everything's fine tell me what you need doesn't matter what happens we will deliver this you know yeah. so yeah and so you to, found over the course of the of the following months, you found and interviewed a hundred some workers More out that. of your house. Yes, right. <laughs> yes, out of the house, and, and you sent them to work. And we're look we're doing Excel spreadsheets. I mean, it's just a. Right now, we have a software that helps us manage our employees, right? And we put everybody in there, and it's like very fluid, uh, streamlined type of process that we have. This is without any of this, without Ring Central, which we have a phone system now. Before we would pass along the cell phone here. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, passing the phone around, and Excel spreadsheets, and Word documents, and email. You know, and just keeping track on. You know, so it was very, and we did it. And it was, you know, we're working at ten o'clock at night. You know, I mean, that's this is all this have to be happening. You know it. They will have to be happening at the same time, you know. The 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 two employees that I had at that time, they were all about it. 
like we were working 9 10 p.m and never heard a complaint from them like they're very excited about it you know what i mean but that mm. that takes for me to have the right people there too you know and yeah i mean we've done some bad hires uh no you know now that it's four you know four years of of building a team you're gonna get it wrong and you, you gotta be okay with like letting some people go um but a lot of this stuff has to be happening at the at the at the same time or like in a in a good rhythm and you know things have to align um a lot of it is work ethic you know a lot of it is hard work but it's not only that you know i, I guess i keep on circling to that is because uh <coughs> yeah it's not just hard work you know and i want to make sure people understand that it's it's uh you know it's a little bit of everything more of stuff of something and more stuff of something but there's some stuff that is intangible like like looking at an opportunity and seeing it for what it is or being ready for that phone call that yeah. makes you that that makes it completely pivoted the the company like mm-hmm. you know or you know I was going to a the black and brown entrepreneur summit I was strolling to LinkedIn and I saw that there was a pitch competition and I was like why not you know let me apply it took me about an hour to apply we had a video Kenji and I had produced a 66 so there was a f- like 10 things that you had to submit your financials and all this stuff excuse me anyways long story short I show up because I I was picked f- as one of the finalists to pitch I show up to the parking lot and it's this big corporate office big like intimidating building and I'm in my car and I'm like why am I here? Like, uh, is this, you know, like there's this mm. doubt and like intimidate, like it's intimidating. There's some moments that you're like, I'm not, I'm not, shouldn't be here. Like this is, I should just be doing it low key, you know? Um. Anyways, like I fought that urge to not go in. I walked in and out of that, two of the biggest clients that we've ever had came out. Mm. So, you know, there's there's a lot of those moments that phone call, me sitting in the parking lot deciding. They don't they all coming down to decisions, I guess, you know, getting the software. You know, that's a big decision that it's a lot of money for a small business, you know. You got to make good decisions, you got to make the right decisions. And some stuff is just just salt bay yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna narrate what you're doing man <laughs> <laughs> it's salt bay doing the most people salt. are not gonna watch this video they're not gonna get the full effect um <clears throat> so seven years after the first attempt to launch the company uh-huh it worked right the phone call came in in 2020 uh-huh yeah and after you got that order i'm sure some part of you had to feel like oh this is real now like there's uh. there's no there can't be any turning back now right right Yes, and it continues to well. It's real, but you uh, you don't believe it. Like you know it's real, but you still look around and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm in it. Mm. You know, I am in it, and it's happening. And it's not an illusion. It's not a 
you know, pretending, you know, because we did a lot of that in the beginning. The first time in 2013, it was a lot of like, let's look like a company. <laughs> you know, we built a website. <coughs> my wife was yeah, the great photos. <laughs> yeah. Great banner. My wife was my wife was the account manager. My cousin was the sales manager. And like we just like if you will go to the website, it's a whole team, you know. So I've been in that position where like I'm like, if I behave like a company, people are gonna treat me like a company. And that's also like you should do that. You should always think of yourself as a company. If you want to be in business, you should behave like a business. And portray yourself as one you know and um, i learned that from the first time around you know like it has to happen in order for people to treat you like a business if you're a mechanic and if you work out of your house then you know do you have a uniform that you work out of your house do you have a business card do you t do you have an uh a uh, uh, menu of uh, prices um or do you just like talk to people and then just like fix their car? You know, they're not going to treat you like a like a full on mechanic if, 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 you know, if you're just behaving like, you know, just a friend doing them a favor. Mm -hmm. But if you have a uniform, you have a hat with your company now on it and then you're like, yeah, man, I'll give you an estimate. You look at it like, OK, I'll, I'll email you with the estimate like this is, all you know, then people are going to treat you like like that. So. Uh, it's very important to also know that it's 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 behaving like one, and eventually, it starts to it starts to it starts to happen. Yeah, you act the part, work hard. Um, you didn't give up, right? So 2013, you tried, uh -huh. you failed. Right. 2020, 2019, you tried again, and it worked. So when that phone rang, Amner, some people, some some uh, detractor might say, "Oh, well." Amber, Amber Martinez, he just got lucky. He got that one big uh -huh. order in uh, 2020. You know, if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't wouldn't be here. So, what would you say to that? What do you say about the the role of luck um, in all the stuff that we're talking about? I would say you're right. <laughs> like there <laughs> is some sort of that. You know, there is some some magical thing that has to happen too in order for you to, uh, you know, like Tom Brady. With the <laughs> with the tuck rule, the, remember when he, they mm -hmm. were playing with the Raiders, and he's it was a snowstorm. It's snowing like crazy. You can barely see the football field. You can barely see the 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 you know two feet in front of you. He's backing down and he's gonna throw the ball, but then he changes his mind and he like fumbles the ball. That rule didn't exist, so it should have been a fumble. Because there was no somehow, yeah. the referees decided that he was tucking it back and like therefore it's yeah. not. A you got a lot of favorable calls, exactly. A lot of questionable calls, right? So, <clears throat> so I mean, you can make an argument about whether that's luck or not. I don't think it's luck. I think it's just like a systematically like you know the the, the referees got it wrong, but it still was in his favor. You know, it still it still was a call that went his way. That had nothing to do with his work ethic, with his skills, with all of that, you know, it, it had to do with like the right moment at the right time. It gave, and then, because if they don't win, and they were going to lose that Super Bowl, right? Was it the Super Bowl or like was it an AFC championship? Something like that. 
Uh, it was a championship. They're in the same been. conference, right? Right. So it couldn't have been. Right. So it was. It was like a pivotal moment of his career. There's literally a documentary called "The Tuck Rule." All right. So we've got like a couple minutes left in this one. If you bring up Tom Brady again, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which Tom Brady uh, is not one of my favorite. Yeah, know. it's very strange. You're, um, but so the thing, <laughs> the thing about luck, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't really think that luck has a lot to do with it. I think it's more about you hustled and you put in the work and then eventually you caught a break. But the break wouldn't have happened if you hadn't spent years working toward it. That's kind of how I see it. Sure. And you kind of create your own luck or you, you created that own opportunity Maybe it's to this. a certain extent. Maybe it's this. Maybe the company is you get a bucket, right? You're building a bucket and you're like, whether it's out of clay, whether it's out of metal, but you have a bucket. Uh-huh. And then a shooting star is coming, and then you just catch the shooting star because you <laughs> you've been building the bucket. Maybe that's it, and you're incinerated. But that sh- shooting star, let's say a shooting star is like tiny, right? It's like mm. it'll just sound like a pink. But that shooting star wasn't yours. Without a bucket, you're not gonna catch it, right? Yeah. But that shooting star came from somewhere. So what is it, right? Mm. But you do catch it, and so far it's working. So. Now it's you know, uh, well we're gonna go into the fifth year like you said. So we're uh, if we make it through this year, we make it past the fifty five percent of failed businesses. Right. So we we are part of that club. That's a scary statistic. Yeah. So obviously, there's a lot of ways that it can go wrong for a young entrepreneur. Right. There's a lot of mistakes you can make, but uh, one thing I've always liked about you and your approach to this is that, like you mentioned before, you have an open door policy. I mean, you're always up for a conversation. People can come in here, have coffee, and and talk about this stuff. Right. Whether they're a job seeker or a potential client or just somebody in the community. So um, I think we should just reiterate that if people have questions or if this episode brings up any ideas, yeah. um, especially for those young entrepreneurs out there or just someone whose business is in a young stage, um, that they should hit you up. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a lot of people that are willing to – uh advice and share information and share connections and share uh there's networks that we help created like the latino trade network that uh a lot of latino uh business owners professionals entrepreneurs are coming together to like share some ideas and thoughts but yeah i mean uh you don't don't us don't be okay with not knowing and be okay with asking. And I think that's that's part of, you know, success too is like figuring things out, asking people, uh, see where the resources are. Uh, so, yeah, I'm totally uh, open to, you know, get on the phone or a face-to-face meeting or a Zoom call, coffee, lunch, uh, because why not? I mean, if you really have it, you can you can do it. Absolutely. Well, it's been really fun to see the last five years of Infinite Resources, and uh, we're looking forward to the next five and uh, whatever that brings, right? Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris, because you've always uh, brought in the – you're like the, the, the Tom eye Brady. in the sky. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like the eye in the sky. You're like a bird that's just sitting up on top of a tree just going – I'll take it. And then you, like, fly down, and you're like, hey. This is what you should do, and da 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 da, and then you fly, and then we do it, and then you go back up, and you're like, 
<laughs> yeah. I'll be an owl. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. So thank you. Thank you, man.